Ricardo. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Swift Kicks podcast. With me, as always, are Ben and Steve. I'm Alex. Before we get started, please like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with anyone you know who loves the beautiful game. This podcast is unofficially brought to you by Ruben Brews in Seattle. Shout out to them. Please actually sponsor us. Uh, so in Euro 2020, we're down to eight. 38 goals in the round of 16 set up some tasty quarterfinals. And frankly, it could be anyone's tournament. But before it comes home for England, it's got to come Rome. Ben, what'd you make of the game? Coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. England have overperformed. They're now screwed going into a game against Ukraine. Uh, trash take up front. Ukraine will be England. Um, just because I'll feel better about myself if I can say at the end of the day, I told you so, even though I really think England should win that game. Super exciting. I think Gareth Southgate um, summarized it pretty well in his post-match interview saying how we got to make sure our heads are right. That's, that's a big win. Let's enjoy it. But at the same time, they're already talking about their next game, their next uh, hurdle. They got to kind of climb over to, to get to uh, the semis and then on to the final. I think for me, still Harry Kane's a little lackluster. I think the big win for England right now is they are still have not conceded a goal. And against a powerhouse like Germany, you could argue that Mueller should have had a goal against them, but he didn't. And uh, Pickford appears to be the, the brick wall. I don't know, man. I, I know we were hating on him early on, but Alex, has he changed your mind at all? Uh, pretty much everybody that we were hating on has, has changed my mind. I now believe in Gareth Southgate. He will lead us to the, the promised land. Uh, He's the greatest tactical mastermind of all time. Um, Raheem Sterling is probably the top striker in the world, will soon be sold to Real Madrid for an unbelievable fee. And where uh, he will ride the bench. And Harry, Harry Kane, whose praises terrible. I was singing, well, terrible. <laughs> I'm glad he, he broke, his, broke his egg. You know, he's, he's got a goal under his belt. But it was all brought to us by by the one and the only Jack Grealish. Yeah, Luke Shaw needs some love there, man. Yeah, Luke Shaw had to play had to do with both of those plays. He uh, helped with the assists of one, and, and definitely helped with the, the interception in the middle of the park and the build up for the second. I, England have got that back four figured out. I feel like Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Stones, and then whoever's playing right back, who I always forget his name, number two. Um, who am I thinking of? <laughs> Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Yeah, whatever. He's been right back for like 10 years. Yeah, he's he's not going anywhere. Dude's unreal on FIFA, super fast. Um, But I feel like they figured out the back four, which is kind of nice because I feel like England's back four has always been like John Terry and Rio Ferdinand kind of holding together shambles. I mean, they came out with a 3-4-3 against Germany, though. John Stones right in the middle, Harry Maguire and Kyle Walker holding it down. And then uh, Trippier and Shaw were kind of more your wing back kind of. That's more of a five, but whatever. Who cares? At the same time, I feel like as true England fans, we should probably just take a dump on England. Like, no matter what happens, we're not happy. Yeah, um, congrats. You beat a, a lackluster Germany 2-0 late on. Yeah, well done. like, did you even try? <laughs> like, why didn't you score three goals is the real question. Um, Steve, what did you make? Um, have you given up on football yet? Alex, first of all, you're back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How does it feel to we'll, be back? We'll come back to that. He's, he's out of the sin, man. <laughs> um, I guess I, I I also was expecting England to perhaps trip trip themselves up and Germany to go through. By what scoreline, I wasn't entirely sure. I'd say more so. Uh, France going out, Portugal going out, 
Germany going out, all of these massive teams that um, it was the group of late death. Yeah, the group, every team from the group of death, it no longer is is participating in the tournament. They've all stumbled over the block. That is the, the round of 16, which is just boggles my mind. And I'm sure boggles everyone's brackets if they filled one out. <laughs> Uh, mine included. Uh, I had France winning it all. So now I guess that torch has been passed to Belgium, question mark? Italy, question mark? I don't think Italy, but I also thought France. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was a crazy, uh, it was a crazy game. I seen a couple, I was looking at a couple of podcasts um, in the aftermath on different platforms of, of just reactions to England, Germany. And there's so many people that have been just been giving um, Southgate, but also Raheem Sterling, just so much flack. He's honestly just been, been, been pulling England through these games. He's literally the only reason we are where we are. Exactly. But uh, he just continues to get a lot of flack. And I don't understand maybe the agenda or maybe the, I, I don't understand it, but he is, uh, like you said, where he, he is the reason why you are you are, are where you are. So yeah. it did almost cost England that game. I just want to throw that out there with debatably the worst back pass of all time to say he pretty much set Mueller on a through ball on a one V one against his keeper. Yeah. And he like falls to the ground and you know, he was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I've just done that. You know what I mean? Like, but, oh, man. but it happened. It didn't happen. We can talk about the what ifs. Right. We should probably pause and just reflect the fact that Denmark are still in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many the winners are they still mm-hmm. fighting for this? You know what I mean? The the drama that they have, there's going to be a lot of people pulling for them just because of the storyline there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Czech Republic going up against them, that's going to be a good game coming up. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like unknowns still out there, but I'm, I'm grateful that Belgium and Italy are meeting. Instead yeah. of uh, Spain and Switzerland, I do think Spain have the ability to win games in big moments, and I think they have such low expectations of them that it makes them almost dangerous because they keep winning. They've got they've they've won big games at times. You know what I mean? And you'd expect them to pull it out against Switzerland, but you'd also expect France to figure that one out too, right? There's just so much stuff that happens. I mean, like even with Spain, I just my doubts on Spain. I just I don't know their their inability. I mean, obviously they ended up seeing out. Croatia, but man, I was not convinced. There was there was a time when when you genuinely thought Croatia was going to win it, and on paper, I don't think Croatia should have won it. But Spain's mental lapses, I think, may prove costly. But again, I mean, they're playing the Swiss, which the Swiss are kind of like a wild card. You don't, I mean, I don't think anyone really expected. Well, they've never made it this far, so yeah. no, no one expected <laughs> no it this far. <laughs> so. The opposition, you know, is questionable. You don't know really what side, what type of side you're going to get. And I don't think Spain make it past the semi, personally. I mean, you got to think about, what is it, Unai Simone? Mm-hmm. The epic whiff. I mean, you want to talk about like a mental lapse. I mean, yeah. that was like a mental, physical, everything yeah. lapse. <laughs> How do like, you... you can't do Poor guy. You just can't. I mean, I get, I understand. I can sit here from my chair and say you can't do that. Yeah. But like you... You but can. you can't. <laughs> you just like, shouldn't. You cannot have those type of mental lapses that those those tiny letdowns of of your focus and concentration at the, these levels and these progressed stages in a tournament. 
it's Otherwise, a bold strategy. You will pay for it. Yeah. Someone is going to make you pay for it. It was a good game, though. It was a good game. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's been some great football. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, even I thought you know, Switzerland was going to beat France in regular time. That would have been awesome. Italy, Austria, I thought was a good game as well. But yeah, I mean, the big, the big one was the 28th, France, Switzerland, and then Croatia, Spain. I think that was probably, in terms of match days, probably, if not the highlight of the tournament thus far. Yeah, for um, sure. It was yes, one of the better crazy. days of football like I've seen yeah. in, in, in a long time. I mean, you had 14 goals in two <laughs> games. Yeah. Nice. To, for killing Mbappe of all people to be the one that lets France oh. down, like, oh, poor kid. <laughs> you know, that's the thing you got to remember that this guy, what is he, 21? 22. Yeah. Okay. Now the most hated. He's an old man now. We should expect more. Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious as to what the I'm curious as to what the opinion is, the public opinion of Mbappe is in France. Like obviously people are going to be upset and I'm looking and, up newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just be I'm curious. I hope it's not too terrible because I mean they were going over when he was stepping up for the penalty. They were talking about his record in penalties, and it wasn't very good. And I thought I thought it were, I could be wrong, I, but I could have swore the commentators were saying that it wasn't the most convincing record for, with Mbappe's and penalties. But yet he was chosen as number five. Like, yeah. he's Mr. Clutch. And from what they were saying, like, the prelude to, like, the story, like, they were, like, talking about this as he's walking up. I'm like, that's kind of strange. Why would he be selected for this? And then, yeah. He has had to formally apologize to the entire country that he missed a PK. In fairness, he just should have scored the PK, Mbappe. Well, yeah. apparently there was uh, some some beef between his dad and Adrian Rabio's mom. She came mm-hmm. up to his dad in Bucharest after the game, basically told him that Kylian Mbappe was too arrogant and uh, was not playing for the team and was playing for himself. How? And then everything yeah, got guess. heated between them. I don't really know how it how it sorted itself out, but uh, yeah, pretty incredible. Did you, did you guys see Pogba's goal in that game? Oh, I did. Unreal. <laughs> Wish he would like turn up for Man United. But I think, uh, <laughs> I think if it was anybody else, it would sure, surely be talked about. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't be talked about as much because it's Pogba. I don't know, man. But it's a good goal. I'm not taking away from the goal. The goal was, was top corner in yeah. the knockout stages of Euros, and he just yeah. casually took a touch. Bang! Right. right. I am not trying to take away. That's no, okay. I, You're handy. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think people are eager to whenever Pogba has like a a, a top. Uh, it's not even like a full display, but like a top moment or something like that. Everyone's like so eager to put him on a pedestal. I don't know. Kind of re- reminded me a little bit of uh, Schick's goal for Czech Republic. There was a, a similar image to, to one I described uh, where there was like the ball was basically up and over the goal way out to the right. But then, as we know, it came back down, dipped top bins it was pretty awesome but yeah i mean you can't you can't deny again you know we all want to be haters we all want to say like you know that you know of course it was it was by pogba and he only does it at certain times whatever but the fact of the matter was it, it was such a nice goal like it was just awesome mm-hmm. to watch that and it was just part of that again that whole day of football was just amazing i think sitting there as a neutral fan like that was one of the most entertaining like six hours of, of my life. <laughs> Try not to tell too many people that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so in the quarterfinals, we got uh, Switzerland versus Spain, Belgium, Italy has been referenced, Czech, Denmark, and the Ukraine versus England. Who do you think is um, 
Let's start with who do you think is going to make it through the semifinals? I guess we're going to do an early trash takes here. Switzerland, Spain, right. who you got? I think Spain are going to pull it out in regulation. Okay. Yeah, I Switzerland got too big of a win against France there late in the game. It's too dramatic. Too many emotions going on. And I think their their steam is going to run out. Okay. Yeah, Spain, I would imagine, should uh, pull through. I don't know about in in regulation time or not, but uh, I do. I do. I would imagine that Spain would go through on that one as well. I'm going with uh, Switzerland wins and penalties. Um, Czech yeah. Republic, Denmark. Uh, Denmark, they're riding that wave, man. Yep. You think Denmark? Yeah, I'm saying Denmark. I think they had a slow start, and that makes me want to lean towards them. But I think at the same time, Schick is currently sitting in second place for the Golden Boot contention, mm-hmm. and he's he's on fire. And I, I think he's going to carry them through with uh, a win there, and you're going to see a rematch of uh, potentially Czech Republic, England in the semis. I was going to go with Czech as well. I think as much as the uh, the storyline is there for Denmark – I just don't think it's going to work out for them. I think Czech Republic has more firepower. Uh, so Czech Republic for me. All right, this is the hard one, but the best game probably, Belgium-Italy on Friday afternoon. I feel like Belgium have – their players have been taking tons of knocks. Hazard's kind of half injured. I was thinking the same thing. De Bruyne's kind of half injured. Lukaku isn't being shut down necessarily but he's not getting the same sort like people are watching for him i i think italy are a little bit more well-rounded i think italy are going to take belgium in dramatic fashion in overtime steve you agree belgium oh you're picking belgium yeah Ooh, I'm taking I, don't, italy I, don't well. dis- I don't disagree with ben <laughs> i i initially had belgium winning the tournament and i think de bruyne Hazard, and by the way, you called it on Hazard's brother. I don't even know his name. Other Hazard. Oregon. Scored an absolute banger of a goal. Yeah. Last game. <laughs> you know, like, unreal, performing well. I think his brother gets a little bit too much of the attention these days, but that was a fantastic goal, and I think he uh, is carrying them. I just don't see them. I feel like Italy are a better rounded team. What an interesting dynamic to be in a – playing with your brother at like such a high, high stage and like, and not only playing with your brother in the same side, but like you do both actually play. It's not like, you know, like Gary and Phil Neville, like Phil, like, like later on, like didn't play as much, but, but whereas Gary did, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're both Yo, early on. Big. Phil didn't play much. Phil's the boring brother. Right. But you get what I'm saying? Like they're both, it's, I just, I, that's a, it's just an interesting dynamic. Hazard, what an experience. Yeah. Hazard's 30, Thorgan's 28. And, uh, they're both in a very strong squad. Hazard's kind of like Eden. Eden Hazard is kind of on a downward spiral of a career, right? Like, I mean, he's still performing, but he's just not. He's definitely not performing. I mean, if you're talking about Real Madrid, he's definitely not been. He's been. <clears> two, <throat> he maybe has. I don't even think he's had 20 appearances. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I'm going to stay fit. He just can't stay fit. I, I right. don't understand his injuries. I don't understand what the doctors or what the what the chefs in Madrid are serving him different or what they're making him do different, but his body has imploded <laughs> and exploded because he was overweight for a bit. That's probably what it is. 
you probably got a, a little bit of uh, taking care of yourself sort of issues going on. Yeah, it was. It's it's been wild. It's for the amount of money they paid for him, and for all muscular too. Like it's not like he's getting hit. He's yeah, not like there's fractures. They're all like, well, they might be tendons. I think he's probably. I think the recent ones is hamstring, but right, they're all. <laughs> so there's like a list of injuries on this website. It talks about his injuries in in May 21st. He took a knock. March muscle injury. February muscle injury. November muscle injury. November coronavirus. September muscle injury. Like it's all muscles. You know what I mean? Like it's all. And that to me is like either he's being overworked, overused, or he's not being trained to his full uh, capacity. Uh, like there's a training issue there. Yeah, that makes me wonder because I was like, th- this didn't happen when he's at Chelsea, I felt, right? And he takes a plane over to Madrid a few hours away. And uh, there's got to be something. And I'm sure that the, you know, the sports, the sports science staff at Madrid have to be wondering the same thing as well. But it's just crazy that in two years that they haven't been able to figure it out. Like you think they'd be calling up Chelsea. Like, hey, like, you know, what did you guys do with them? That <laughs> how'd you get the most out of them? Because uh, we can't figure it out. Like that'd be why they moved them along. Maybe, maybe they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, hey, man, his body, once he gets on 30, he's going to be toast. Garbage. Yeah. Anyway, the last game, Ukraine-England on the 3rd of July. Ben? England. Ukraine and Pens. Ukraine and Pens. What a wank. Um, England and pens. <laughs> I'm just gonna say England in regulation time, and it's gonna be boring. It's gonna be a boring win, and we're gonna be like England suck, but it'll be Do another you get the shutout feeling that England could potentially actually go on to win this thing, but do so in like one nil, maybe two nil fashion. Yeah, yeah in the most boring way possible. Yeah. Their path is in terms of England's path, I mean, they play Ukraine next, and then after that, they would play the Czech Republic or Denmark. And you would have to, I mean, you'd imagine on paper, player for player, that would that would benefit them. But then that's just it. That doesn't ever, <laughs> things don't ever go according to like how they're supposed to look on paper. And then uh, I would imagine, I mean, England would be playing in the final, either Belgium, Italy, or Spain. That's what I would imagine. If they make truly make it to the final, obviously. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're not games to be taking lightly, these next two, but I think it's a bit easier than than what they probably would have anticipated. I don't know that any are easy at this point. Yeah, right? I'm not trying to try to discredit. That's just, it's yeah. not playing Belgium or Yeah, you're not playing Spain, Belgium. Like, we're watching these other games and what they turn into. Yeah. It's just it's wild, man. Like it's gonna be a run for the money. Yeah. Like, I think, like, in today's game, you saw with Germany, England, both teams were very cautious, especially in the back lines about not making mistakes. Like, you could see that the hesitation was there. They didn't want to be the first person to make a mistake. And uh, I I think it was the prelude to an England-Germany fixture. They know the history of England-Germany in international tournaments. Uh, All of this plays into, you know, plays into the game itself. Whereas England versus Ukraine or England versus Denmark or Czech Republic, I don't think you have necessarily those same hesitations in the very beginning of the game. I wouldn't imagine it would be, if so, it's not to the same degree as an England Germany game. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I I see it almost the opposite though. Like there's more pressure to make those, 
to not make those mistakes, I feel like, early on. But at the same time, England have historically had hiccups against teams like Switzerland, Sweden, any of those guys, really. That's the thing with England. There's just this lack of consistent trust that they're going to be okay. And I think that's the one is the joys of football, right? And we're just England fans, so you, you get it from that angle. But the other is let's see what happens when England concede. I don't know that they have shown any signs that they should be conceding goals, but like if if someone scores against England, I think then it's a different conversation, right? And I just don't see Ukraine having the firepower to do that. Um, ultimately, the question is, can England create enough um, excitement in front of the box or in front of the keeper to make something happen? Um, and that's the only chance for me, I think, for Ukraine is to, to also have a shutout and then maybe get lucky with PKs or something. You think that's yeah. what they're going to play for? No, I Ukraine. think you never play for PKs. I think the Ukraine can sit back, though. And, I got the feeling that numbers. Ukraine was going to be playing for PKs against Sweden, even with another man up. Which, by the way, that what? red card was BS. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I had to but, look at it a few times to figure out if I what I thought about it. I thought he kind of came into the tackle, but he was in a standing position and then went to kick the ball. Yeah, I thought he ta- I thought he came into the tackle and came over the ball with his studs up, and I was like, "Yo, you can't do that." But you that should. wasn't that wasn't the case. It's going soft. Yeah, I feel like the the slow motion almost the comment made, section like, on every one of those posts is just no, oh, that's just yeah. talking to. Yeah. It's gone soft. Everybody was Mark Plattenberg. <laughs> I do think that is the answer to beat in England right now, though. And it's not to p- play for PKs, but you know England struggle to get creative in front of the bo- in front of the goal. So you just sit back and you wait for your chance to counter, and you hope you catch them sleeping because they're they've been attacking, and then you try to spring a quick one against them and go score. But I, I don't think the Ukraine have enough talent to do it. I mean, they've got enough to get where they are. But again, if three teams weren't going through from every group, I don't think the Ukraine would be here. Um, I don't think Switzerland would be here and I don't think Denmark would be here. So that's another interesting dynamic to kind of reflect back on is like how many of these teams were truly in third place uh, that are left in this tournament. Right. Mm. So like Switzerland is one of them. Um, what are the uh, Ukraine, Czech Republic? I mean, Spain, barely, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these teams, there's a good amount of third place teams that have made it through. And I think that's, I don't want to say it's unfair. It just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Yeah, in a way, I, I, I get that. But at the same time, they are the teams that inevitably put up the awesome performances that got them to this point. But yeah, I know what you mean. They didn't they didn't earn sort of the right to be where they are to, you know, sort of get off to that slow start and then all of a sudden pick up and go through. You know, you should win out from where you are. But we are where we are. You got to play the games in front of you. And uh, it's also interesting that these teams like that are third place. So correct. Refresh my memory. These third place teams, they, when they were seated in some of these third place teams played. Denmark were second for the record. Okay. Mess that one up. Some of these, some of these third place teams played second or first place teams or both. So Switzerland, for instance, Okay. Wales would have just come through and played. Who'd they play? They played Wales. Oh, they no. Wales France. was in their group. My bad. My bad. They beat France. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Like the fact that 
I think it's a testament that I get what you're saying that they don't have a full, like all the third place teams. There's only a select few third place teams, the top four that go through. I do think that's kind of strange because some teams play a third place team, some teams do not. But the fact that these third place teams are still beating like the contenders. Yeah. It's just great. It's, I think it's, it's an interesting dynamic, uh, but I agree. It's not, it changes the way you play though. Cause if you're a manager, right. You don't need to win the group. You just need to not be in last. You play to not lose. You know what well, I mean? Like only, for four, anyway. only for four of the only for four of those third place teams. It's not for it's not a guarantee for every group. If I finish third, I'm going through. Correct. But like I, I feel like you just play to not be last. You know what I mean? Like you go into that third game. I wonder how if we were to look how many third place games or how many third games actually mattered. And that's what I would want to know. And I, I got to look at that myself to back up my argument in the first place. But that's that's kind of my point. Is like England really didn't need to win. Czech Republic didn't need to win. Um, some of the big teams did. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the group of death, Hungary was almost through. Portugal barely got through. Oh, was, they were so close. But that's that's my point. Like to me, it just doesn't make sense. If England didn't play to win against. Uh, Czech Republic in that final game though then you know they'd be in a in second place likely in the group and they would have had to have played against the Netherlands all right the Netherlands ended up losing they didn't have such a great game but it could have been totally different Netherlands could have come yeah. out and been on all firing power and we could have had a totally different pathway to where we wanted to be as an England fan you know uh, I, th- I always feel like we always think that, oh, we got to get the easy path. We got to figure this out. But by coming first, we actually technically have a really easy path now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We had to play one big game and against a, a rival at home, which we haven't beaten since the 60s or 70s, I think it was. But 74. Yeah. Right. Friendly or something. Right. But like, <clears throat> you know. So like sometimes it's tournament football, like the magic of it, the the craziness of it, like anything can really happen. And I feel like you just got to go out there and win. It's all about momentum, I think, in the end. I agree. I do want to take a moment and just briefly pause and thank you, UEFA, for putting the semifinals on weekdays. People have lives. Thank you, UEFA. <laughs> like Tuesday and Wednesday, 3 p.m. Great. Cheers. Love that. <laughs> right. <laughs> got to figure that one out. Both at three in the afternoon. Cool. Middle yeah. of the workday. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're definitely appealing to their audience. That is not in the States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this is a strictly European tournament. <laughs> Did you see that stuff that UEFA wasn't allowing uh the pride flags yeah, in? And they wouldn't let um the Munich Stadium turn the lights into the pride flag. Yeah. That's, that's kind of weird. But then their advertisers were all using the pride flag. Yeah. Harry Kane ha- had like a pride uh, captain's band on today. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I don't know the rule from UEFA, uh, like verbatim. That's why I can't like directly quote it. But UEFA holds a, a, a stance of, uh, of trying to remain politically neutral at their venues and all of these things. And um that's that's what they're trying to hammer home as to why they are trying to not allow that. Uh, but it's funny because there's instances where UEFA have not really followed their own rules and other like that that they haven't followed that rule in particular 
in other instances. I can't recall them now, which is inconvenient, but it's it's there's getting they're getting some flack for that. So I think it is I think it is interesting, and I think it's cool that the sponsors like Volkswagen and uh, I'm sure there's more. Volkswagen is the one that I can really think of right now. TikTok's another one. Um, the banners that you see around the pitch are all like, all right, well, if the stadium can't and like the group that, you know, the, the tournament itself can't, the sponsors like we're going to take it on ourselves to do it then. So, so I think the just so we're sort of being fair, UEFA did come out saying that uh, rainbow colored symbols are not political and they're in line with their quote unquote equal game campaign. Hmm. Then for what reason would they? I, I guess I'm not. I'm it not had sure to do that. with where they were. I feel like more than the. I I bet you it was more stadium staff than it was UEFA staff. Yeah, because it was in that. Budapest and uh, in Hungary. Yeah. They had, you know, a certain law that's out, and that's uh, the Dutch fans, especially, were were against it. I think that is. I think that is truly. It. I think that is. Uh, now that I'm remembering, I think yeah, Hungary had recently passed some some legislation in their country in, in that Hungary fixture. This the desire to want to have like the Allianz Arena paint, not painted, but, you know, illuminated in, in, in a rain, in a rainbow uh, decoration was like specifically tied to Hungary playing at the stadium. So I think perhaps then New York was like, Hey, that might be, we're, we're targeting because Hungary's playing here. Like that's why we're pushing. I, I can see, I think you're right. I think you're right. That it was like in the stadiums that Hungary was playing in in particular. And that that could get political real quick if you're in a country yeah. that has a strong stance for or against it, right? Right, right. Oh, that's funny. Um, gentlemen, are you guys ready to do the quiz? I think we can first off uh, just state real quick. Um, Alex, I don't know if you prefer, prepared a statement like we agreed on with our HR department. Um, so Alex is back, like we talked about earlier. He's back officially. He served a one-game suspension. We find him a week's wages, um, basically for just having a terrible attitude about losing the last quiz. Um, so we're bringing it back. Alex, is there anything you want to say for yourself? Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll talk about that later. I've learned my uh, lessons, quote-unquote. Can, can someone write down the time this took place? Because we're going to have to come back to this. Um, <laughs> Alex right. is just here so he doesn't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. Again. Um. All right, Steve. As the the reigning champion, it's okay, Alex. Don't take it personal. Uh, let's let's start off with you. Remember the the frame of the the game is each person gets five questions. When someone gets one wrong, the other person can steal it. And uh, yep. this segment was brought to you by Extend because we extend these long pauses and talk about how much bigger it could be. Um. First question, Steve. Yes. Rangers tried to sign which oh superstar? God after Alec McLeish was alerted to his ability through a popular video game, Football Manager. Rangers tried to sign which superstar after Alex McLeish was alerted to his ability through popular video game, Football I think Manager. It, I think it was Neymar, wasn't it? Okay, I hear the answer for Neymar. No, Neymar is incorrect. Um, okay. Alex, you get the opportunity to steal. Did he, did he end up signing this person? No. It's a good question. It's a good follow up. Not in their not in their dreams. <laughs> Rubinho. 
Nope. The correct answer is Lionel Messi. I also want to just tell you guys outright um, when I say I'm available for the job, this is the kind of uh, talent I expect to bring to the table. I will use FIFA to identify who I'm going to pick. Um, <laughs> just know that I would use video games as the, uh, as the answer. All right. Next question, Alex. Yes. Two English players have won the world cup golden boot. Who are they? Harry Kane and Alan Shearer. No. Steve, you can steal. You sound so dumb. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, golden boot. Um, to be fair, I don't. I don't know this one. Um, I'm gonna say I do. Th- I thought Harry Kane was one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of past World Cups where England had a prominent goal scorer. So Alex actually gets half a point. So point five because it was Harry Kane. Okay. There's point five on the table. I just think of. This might be, I'm going to say Gary Lineker. You guys are tied up at 0.5.5. It is Gary Lineker. Nice. Nice. Wait, so it's Harry Kane and Gary Lineker. Is that right? Yes. You guys are tied at half a piece. Wait, how do I get half a point if I got the full question? Because Alex also got that point. It was no longer on the table. I understand. I understand. Dude, one week's wages. You're fucked. All right. right. Send Ben for Stu. (laughs) And Ben's in there too for her potty (laughs) mouth. Um, which club, Steve, was founded in 1872 by a small group of rowing enthusiasts? Which club was founded in 1872 by a small group of rowing enthusiasts? Can I? I can't get any hints, correct? Like, um, it is not a Premier League club. It is a Scottish team. Okay. Um, I know uh, Rangers was before uh, Celtic. Um, I don't. Th- I didn't think 1872 was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say rain. I'm gonna say Rangers. Yep, that is the correct answer. Glasgow Rangers is the correct answer there. Uh, one and a half to zero, or one and a half to a half. <laughs> Super weird math. Yeah, you've made it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all gone. Um, blame blame someone else. Um. Which player holds the record for most Champions League winners' medals? Which player holds the record for most Champions League winners' medals? Cristiano Ronaldo. Seems the easy answer. That is incorrect. Steve, you can steal. Champions League winners' medals. Is it Samuel Eto'o? Um, no, it is not. That is a good guess, though. It is uh, Francisco Gento. He won six titles with uh, Real Madrid. Wow. When that must have been like in like the 60s when they went on that 50s and 60s when that rampage, I would uh, encourage you to Google that. I have no idea. Okay. Um, that do you being, have Eto? Do you have like a list? Is Eto on that list, or do you just have that answer? No, I've got my quiz that I wrote. Okay, I was just curious because Eto, I think, I mean, when it was Inter, he went with Barca, and I think he was. I don't know if he was with Chelsea when they won it, but yeah. Okay, I was just curious. Only correct answer, Steve. We don't want second place answers. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't care if you're not first or last. <laughs> um, Steve, my next question for you is: Who is Rangers' first ever captain? Uh, Rangers when they when they started in like 2012. No, <laughs> I mean first ever captain. We're talking about you said it yourself, 1872. I'm not going to know the name of. Correct. I'm not going to know the name of that person. Why not? That's a fantastic club that you should probably know the history about. Alex, up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Johnny Jones. 
Um, very close. Tom Valance is the correct answer. And he was captain from 1874 to 1884. It was a 10-year period of time. He also uh, made seven seven appearances for uh, Scotland's Scotland's national team. All right, moving on to the next question. Scotland. Yep. We're talking about a time back when they played in pants still. <laughs> yeah. Hot. That's hot, man. Love it. You're right. Very high yeah. temperature. <laughs> yes. In Scotland, that's cold. <laughs> Um, whose question is it, Alex? Yeah. Yes. All right, Alex. Which team's the first from the UK to win the European Cup? Which team was the first from the UK to win the European Cup? Mm, there's two clubs. Thinking of, I'm going to say Liverpool. Nope, oh, that is not correct, Steve. Glasgow's right, green and white. Yep. It, it is Celtic. That's two and a half to half. Yep. Um, Son of a bitch. 67, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yep. close enough. Yep. May 25th. Okay. Well, that's been uh, interesting. We do have one more question each left. We're going to go through them anyway. Um, Steve, who did the Rangers beat in the European Cup winners' uh, f- cup final, should I say? Sorry. In 1972. 72. What was it? What was the tournament again? It's a hard word for me to pronounce. European Cup winners' cup. Is that refresh my memory? Is that technically like Europa League versus like the Champions League winners? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Seventy-two. I want to say Liverpool, but I don't think Liverpool was that big at that time. I mean, not not that they weren't big, but I don't know if they. I'm going to say Liverpool for lack of knowing. Nope, it is uh, not not an English team. And Alex, you have a chance to steal. Your hint is it's a Russian team. What's the question again? Why does he get a hit like that? Whoa, whoa, easy. We, you've seen. We will lay down the iron fist, and suspensions will be issued. You take it from the all of you, all of Europe to Russia to one country now. Okay, it's a big country. Chill your pants there. Who did the Rangers? Who did the Rangers beat in the European Cup Winners Cup final in 1972? I'm right into HR. CSKA okay. Moscow. <laughs> Nope, it's Dynamo Moscow. God, read a book. <laughs> Tell me the difference. It's Tell like, me the difference like between them, CSKA. Like them, them, There's just different brands of, of uh, yeah, d- different brands of vodka. That's all I know. All right, the last question, just for funds. Um, this player made his international debut for Brazil in 1993 and scored in the game. Played in two World Cup finals. His career saw him play in Brazil, Italy, Angola, Spain, Greece, and Uzbekistan. This is Alex first, I think, right? Yeah. Rivaldo. Dead on. Yeah, that was my answer as well. That closes the gap there. And uh, Alex, once again, you win the Read a Book Award for the week. And uh, that's that. And Steve? Wait, what's the points tally? Isn't it one and a half to one and a half? No, it's two and a half to one and a half. But I got the Celtic question. Yes, you won. Oh, (laughs) nice. All right, and Steve clearly has has been there before, and winning comes in stride for him. So good job, Steve. And Alex, read a book. All right, so uh, that's that, boys. What's next? Uh, just one thing from the Premier League, kind of big news. Everton apparently this week are going to announce that Rafa Benitez, former Liverpool and of course Newcastle boss, going to replace Carlo Ancelotti as their manager. 
the owner ignoring angry backlash from the fans. I've seen actually some kind of really bad things. Uh, ever see that death threat that, that Rafa got? Yeah, like we know where your family is or something like that. Like yeah, they put it right. on. They put it on the front. They put it on the front hedges, the front wall of a property. They yeah. said, and the, the thing says, we know where you live. Don't sign. Like don't sign the contract. Yeah. And uh, they put it on the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that was my house. Yeah. Like so. I came home and was like, what have I done? Imagine what have like, I done wrong? Imagine the person who was house that was actually when they either woke up or came home from work. They're just like. Right. Oh, it's happening again. Just, yeah. Not again. <laughs> oh, no. Babes, we got to move again. Rafa. <laughs> right. Like, I thought it was because just... Ben said he was available for the job. Yeah. <laughs> we it was Ben. <laughs> I was connected. Yeah. Wasn't the right. I feel like uh, they'd be more pissed about that. I'm not going to lie. Like, if they found out. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, ben Who? Green has accepted the position. Oh. If, what's, the, what's the show we talk about? Ted, uh, Ted Lasso. All right, yeah. guys. <laughs> We're gonna play some football. Uh, that's cute. How is that offsides? No, really. Explain to me how that's outside. I don't get it. <laughs> Bunch of foot fairies running around. Love it. <laughs> that's great. Oh man, that's uh, the big good. news I got. Uh, it does look like Raheem Sterling could be on 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 route for a eighty-eight million pound new agreement with Manchester City. Uh, but that's all kind of in the rumor mill right now no confirmed or denied i haven't seen any uh good transfer talk lately united are uh set to re-sign jesse lingard for three years on a on a decent amount of money so i think he's earned his keep over at west ham but i don't know if that's just to drive up the sales price of form for like a year from now or not but yeah it, it is pretty interesting. I don't know about Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, you just see the rumors of like PSG, United, City, and I think recently Bayern has now come into the fray. Um, but I don't think there's been really any headway on, on in which direction he's going to go. But I also saw an, uh, a headline just before we started this podcast that Tony Cruz is to retire from international football. Really? Which is... Yeah, which is interesting. I, I I couldn't see that anywhere else. Like I, I was looking on, I was looking to get like confirmation on that other places. Maybe the story was too fresh. I don't know, or maybe it's just altogether false. But uh, I did see that like just before we started today, which I thought was interesting. Perhaps he's a bit, I don't want to say fed up. It's I always find the the topic of international retirement interesting because. There's some players like IE, like I think of like David Beckham, who's like of the mentality of like anytime my country wants me or needs me to play for them, I will always like answer the call to play for them. Right. And then there's some players that are like, you know, oust, not oust themselves, but but leave leave for like Mesut Ozil's situation when he retired, like internationally retired from Germany. You know, that was a completely different set of uh, circumstances he was in. But then, like someone like Tony Cruz, it's like, are you fed up with, like, has the has the failure of Euro twenty twenty, and maybe like the two thousand eighteen World Cup, like, are these like so heavy that like you're just been deflated from like the national team, or do you are you in a part now where like you think like it's a time for the youth, like a change of like the old guard to the new guard, and my time is finished. I just always wonder about like the mentality of these players, like when they, you know say like publicly declare that they are no longer in contention for international call-ups because it's not like tony cruz can't ball like 
just you know, over it. Yeah, like that's what I wonder. Like, are you just over it? Like, what's like, what's your like, what, what's in your what's in your head, man? Tell us what's on your mind. It's got to be to silence all the questions around it. You know what I mean? There's probably so much chatter in the camps of like calling to try to figure out his schedule, figure out where you're gonna be. It might free him up for other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I know when you get older too, like people like there's certain players that like retire because they want to focus on being able to like extend their club careers, and they can't continue to juggle both. Like at, at their increasing growing age, it's, it becomes more difficult to be playing that many more extra games and, you know, that much more travel, that much less time with your family, all these different factors. So I, you know, maybe that comes into play. Um, I meant to bring this up much earlier, but did you guys notice that Joaquim Lowe or Lau? How yeah, Joaquin, are we yeah Joaquin Lowe. Yeah, I'm calling whatever I want because we made uh, Germany. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, but did you guys notice he's a finger sniffer? Yeah, that was like public back in like 2014. That's weird. Right? Like, he, uh, you think anyone addressed that with him? Like, oh, they roasted him. The public that? roasted him, and he had to come out with a public apology for sniffing uh, his fingers. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he publicly apologized for sniffing his fingers, but then continued to do it. Well, he was like, he was a good boy about it for a while. He stopped. He had stopped. No, it's back. Good boy yeah, for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, had, uh, he had he had he uh, had controlled the urge, but. Uh, perhaps it's gotten to the it's gotten the best of him now. But yeah, there was a, he like publicly had to like he denied it, and then he was caught like the next game doing it again. He's like, okay, I didn't know I had I didn't know I was doing this. I'm sorry. I will try not to do this anymore. He's just sitting there going ham on it. It was back today in full force uh, when England's bringing it home. It was, felt like that was important to. Well, it wasn't just he was sniffing his fingers. I mean, he'd be. He'd be scratching himself and then sniffing his fingers. What do you mean scratching himself? Yeah, it was a scratch I mean, and sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Scr- like scratch like below the belt. Which belt? The equator? On his pants. His front Anus. butt or his back butt? His front butt. <laughs> <laughs> like caught like numerous times on camera like doing it. And they made like compilations of it. And like brought it to his attention was like, boss man, you can't be doing this. You should probably get therapy. (laughs) Yeah, like Like you can't deserve a chance to get better, but this is inappropriate. Stop doing it. It wasn't until they put this under his nose, pun intended, that Ah. he stopped. (laughs) That he stopped doing it. To be fair, it's not an international tournament until Joachim Lowe smells his fingers after rooting around in his pants. You know what I mean? Like it's just it just doesn't feel now the party's started. Am I right? Yeah. The, the other thing going on in the transfer market right now is I think uh, Man United are about to get catfished by Jaden Sancho. I will share yep. with you. I told you how I shot for my players. I go use them on FIFA to decide if I like them or not. Jaden Sancho, he is slow <laughs> on FIFA. Like, you can't get him to run fast enough to beat any right backs or left backs on the He's game. Slow? On the game, yeah, on FIFA. Do you um, think that's why he hasn't played for England yet? Uh, no, terrible coaching, but. Pace, but uh, Marcus Rashford seems to have confirmed that he's going to be coming. Uh, Sancho is going to be coming to to Man United. Some random Twitter user was like, "Announce Sancho, like now or whatever." And Marcus Rashford just replied, "Yes." Okay. So. He is RSVP'd. Wow. Yeah, Sancho is not as fast as I thought he was. No, so slow. He's, his, he's his definitely sprint, got the ability. His sprint you know I mean? speed is 81. His acceleration is 86. Yeah, I would have imagined. speed's like a 79. So, like, he's not much that, that much faster than me. Like, I'm just throwing that out there.
I would, have, I would have imagined that his sprint speed would probably be up in like the upper night, like 89. Right. Maybe. Like it's killing me. I've had to sub him out and just put Rashford there because like that's how it works. Hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it has been quiet, but I think people are waiting to see how it kind of pans out. Um, I mean, with the exception of uh, what's his name that you announced last week, Steve, going quietly in the background to Barcelona, Memphis to pay. Yeah, yeah, to pay. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. So Ronaldo uh, is set to make an announcement in the next week, though, of his future of football, where he's going to be, and really? what he's going to do. And yeah, I, I'm going to just throw this out there. I, I don't know. United are spending a lot of money and are in a lot of bidding wars for expensive players that aren't him. Newcastle so like, United. Oh, you said Newcastle United? No, jog on. <laughs> Keep an eye out right. for that for that our, uh, takeover bid. It's happening. Newcastle about to be in, the richest in our in, uh, in our MLS coverage. I did see that Orlando City beats uh, local rivals oh. in Miami in two one. Oh, oh, hang on. Yep, this just in, Steve. No one actually cares about the MLS. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, that's that's the coverage. It's done. In, it's Breaking news. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that. that We're kind of going on too long about the MLS here. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings are plummeting. <laughs> Didn't Nani score a screamer? Yeah, and like the yeah. I don't know. Still, if no one cares. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, we know you're uh, probably got better things to do than to listen to us. So, thank you for spending some time. And if you made it this far. What's wrong with you? I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, how did you... What What else could you have been doing? When you get done with this, call Grandma. Like, Grandma, no, Grandma. Yeah, check out Swift Kicks Podcast. And then, uh... Ricky Ricardo. Oh.